This is Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, and this is the Retirement Ready Show. Our goal is to educate you on the many topics of retirement and inform you how to create a successful Retirement Ready Roadmap. Thank you for joining me today for another episode where we will make your Retirement Ready Roadmap simple. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates. You can always visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Lots of great tools and resources. I'm joined today by none other than the Wendy Peppercorn. How are you, Wendy? I'm doing well, Tony. How are you? Good. You got that like post-vacation or is that jet lag? What am I seeing? Uh, probably a little bit of both. Is that a yeah. little post-vacation glow, a little jet lag? Yeah, today's a little bit rougher than yesterday. It yeah. caught up to me now, so I I'm bet. having an extra cup of coffee. I'll get through it. Are you able to get back to the normal sleeping schedule or has that been tough? That's been tough. I am falling asleep a little bit earlier, waking up a little bit earlier right now. So it's probably yeah. why I'm tired now. <laughs> Those fun trips to different parts of the world are just amazing. It's so neat to see different cultures and different geography and architecture. But boy, uh, the, the time difference really wipes you out. Yeah. And sometimes the flights aren't always the smoothest. Yeah. You know, I'm happy to say that we did have our luggage the entire time. It never got wow, lost. Wow. That's quite a statement nowadays. Yes. So I'm, I'm fortunate to say that. So... You know, it was a good trip. I w- I'd go back in a heartbeat. That's fantastic. Good stuff. Well, we got a great uh, episode this week. And, and, you know, the stock market, I think, Wendy, is always in the news. And anytime there's a report of change in the direction of prices of stocks, it causes people to really kind of think and reassess and wonder if they're invested properly. When markets are on the rise, people question if they have enough investment in stocks. Some are even tempted to buy more, perhaps venture into stocks for the first time. When markets are down, many people question if they have too much of their savings exposed to risk or if they should sell some of their stocks. So if you find yourself in that same position, then today's episode is for you. We're going to answer three important retirement planning questions. If your retirement savings should be invested in stocks. If so, what's the appropriate portion to allocate to stock markets? And when should you consider changing that allocation? And as you tune in here, keep in mind that when it comes to investing, there's no one-size-fits-all direction. The degree that a person should expose his or her retirement savings to risk is really a highly personal question with so many different factors to consider. So if you're not sure that your current retirement portfolio is invested properly or you'd just like a second opinion, feel free to reach out to us or find a good fiduciary. And after discussing your circumstances and objectives, you can review your portfolio. You should be getting an assessment as to whether your current allocations are consistent with your circumstances and objectives. We use a great tool to accomplish that. That's a complimentary process with us. But we focus our financial advisory efforts on retirement planning only. And when it comes to investing strategies, you should be much different depending on your actual retirement status. Your objectives and the way you invest should be different if you've already stopped work and are dependent on those savings to provide the income you need to pay your bills. However, if you're still working but are within 10 years of retirement, you might have a completely different set of objectives that require different strategies. So we're going to try to give you some simpler ways to figure out what's right for you. But what we really want to spend our time on is helping you derive a strategy that will ensure a success in your version of retirement. 
and Wendy, it probably goes without saying, but I think kind of 101, if you think about it, is, you know, there are risks, but also rewards that come with stock market investments. And I think most people are aware of this. If they've had any exposure to a retirement savings plan or they've put money aside for growth. You know, and many professionals believe that at least some portion of your investment savings should be invested in the stock market. The reasons that on average, stocks have provided a very solid opportunity for long-term growth. And I wanna stress there always to say is that long-term. I think stocks are a long-term investment. And growing your retirement savings is especially important when it comes to combating the risks of inflation and the possibility of outliving your savings. Despite volatility, securities and stock type market type investments have had an impressive record of providing returns over the long term. Historically, S&P returns have averaged about 10% annually, and really that's not too shabby. With potential returns this high, it might appear that everyone should have all their money invested in stocks. Now, of course, that's not the case, and that's not true, and we know that. And you already know that it's because the opposite side to the potential rewards of stock investing is the risk of loss. Stocks are typically much more volatile than other types of financial investments. Because of this volatility, the prices of stocks and mutual funds can go up, but they also can go down. And I think, you know, recently we've seen that happen. Sometimes these drops in price last for only a few months, sometimes it's a few weeks, but it can take years or even decades before they might recover. Recovery from the COVID pandemic-related crash took only a few months for the markets to get back to their pre-COVID highs. I'm sure everybody saw that. That's very recent. Two years ago, right, went down in March and April and came right back roaring, you know, for the summer. But the Great Recession of 2008 saw a 57% drop in the market and took more than four years to fully recover. That's a long amount of time. With a potential loss of 57%, some wonder if they should have any of their retirement savings invested in stocks. Why take the risk when it comes to the money you'll need to retire? That might be correct for some, especially those who have so much money crammed in their retirement accounts that their future income needs are certain to be met, even with no growth in those funds. And we talk about that frequently, right, Tony? We talk about our clients. Why take that additional risk if you don't have to, if you've already hit that goal? But that would take millions and millions of dollars that most retirees don't have. You know, I guess it also depends upon your spending. We always talk about that. For the rest of us, there's one big concern that we simply can't ignore and shouldn't ignore and should not ignore. We must avoid the potential anxiety of outliving our savings. And for that, most retirees need to experience at least some continued growth in retirement accounts. And it's probably, Wendy, I think most important to think about, you know, risk tolerance is truly a very personal experience. And if you're working with a fiduciary, they ought to be taking, we have a great tool, but they ought to be taking you through a questionnaire that determines what I call your emotional risk tolerance. How much risk are you comfortable taking? When the markets are down like they are today, or if you think back to when COVID hit, or maybe if we go all the way back to 2008 with the housing crisis, you know, where is that point where you're hitting the panic button? And you just can't sleep at night because I think most folks have worked far too long for too many decades to spend their retirement worrying about market losses. So coming up with that emotional risk and then that fiduciary ought to also compare the risk you're currently taking. Oftentimes those aren't at all aligned and, and they need to be. They really do need to be. Otherwise, you're going to put yourself in a position 
in retirement potentially or, or pretty close to retirement where the market's down, you panic and make a pretty costly decision that could affect the rest of your retirement. So you, you really need to find that right balance. And be, before we discuss specific strategies for balancing risk and reward, it's really important to talk about your personal attitude towards investment risk. You want to take that cold, hard look inward to assess your personal tolerance when it comes to dealing with the ups and downs of the market. The problem with reading just books on investing or talking to a financial advisor or even tuning in and listening to someone like me is you can easily get the impression that you should be investing in a manner that might make you somewhat uncomfortable. Socrates used the maxim, know thyself. And perhaps nothing is more important when it comes to an investing. A financial advisor has the ab obligation, excuse me, to as assess a client's level of risk tolerance before building a financial plan or suggesting specific products or investments. The problem is there are no completely accurate way of determining an indivi individual's appetite for risk. Questionnaires, tests, and assessment techniques are used, but at best they paint a general picture of how much exposure to risk of investment loss someone might be comfortable taking. And to complicate matters, a person's attitude considering risk tolerance can easily and quickly change as circumstances change. When the markets are blooming, it's easy to believe that you're comfortable with the risk of potential losses, but along comes that next crash and can come a huge change in attitude as you see those retirement savings go down 10, 20, 30% or even more. One of the reasons why it's so important to accurately gauge your tolerance for risk is that you so you don't mess up the cardinal rule when it comes to investing everybody's heard it right buy low sell high that's the key to using stocks mutual funds etfs to grow your retirement accounts problem is emotions get in the way and cause far too many people to do just the opposite markets shoot up we fear we're going to miss out so we end up buying high the markets tumble downward we want to stop the pain of losing our savings that took so many years to accumulate so we sell low. A good start to assessing your personal risk tolerance is to ask yourself three important questions. How much investment loss could I comfortably endure in a single year? How much of that investment loss could I comfortably endure over a five-year period? And how much loss could I comfortably endure over a 10-year period? I think taking the right level of risk makes a big difference. Wendy, you might remember it better, but Warren Buffett's got, you know, famous quote, something to the tune of why take risk you don't need, right? So we need to be smart about risk because the reality is, you know, these type of market correctionary periods are healthy for the market. They're good. Um, we just haven't had a really serious one in quite a long time. It's been quite a bull run. Um, but when these do happen, you need some time to recover from the downturns. Hey, podcast fans, if you're ready to take the next steps to create your retirement ready roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow us and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Now back to the podcast. 
And I think a lot of times with our clients that they've approached retirement or very close, time isn't necessarily as much as they had in 2000 when they were saving or 2008 to ride through some of those downturns. And that's why we sit down and work with clients and talk about them and make changes. You know, I think a lot of times, Tony, doing these risk questionnaires, people see the downside, but it doesn't really come home and more reality until they see it on their statements. You know, so working with the fiduciary, working with the financial advisor can really help take some of that emotional risk into account. So you don't do that buy high, sell low that you mentioned earlier. You know, reasons that answers to the three questions you mentioned is so important becomes apparent when you think about historic volatility of the stock market. If you combine the 2008 crash with the prior dot-com bubble, stock market investors had a period of about 10 very poor years. That period from 2000 to the end of 2009 is often referred to as the lost decade because annualized returns for the S&P 500 were negative 0.95%. Since World War II, there have been 12 bear markets. I don't think people always think about that, but we've had 12, resulting in a decline of more than 30%. 30% is a, a pretty substantial number, so people have been able to ride through that. When it comes to stock market losses, the question is not if they will occur, it's when they will occur and how long they will take to recover. And again, Tony, if I had that crystal ball, it would make our lives so much easier and putting plans together would be so much straightforward. I wish you had that, Wendy. Could you tell, are we at the bottom? What's the, yeah, I, what's the crystal ball sign? You know, I hate to make that prognostication. It's going to be a difficult rest of the year. Did you have, when we were kids, did you have that magic eight ball? Remember that one? Absolutely. What was one? Is the market at the bottom? Maybe it says ask again later, unsure. Unsure. <laughs> yes. Always. I mean, right. you never know what it was going to come back That's with. Right. Yes. That's yes. Right. You know, and the time you have if you are to recover these losses has a lot to do with your age, of course, right? If you're more than 10 years away from retirement, then you likely have plenty of time. But again, you need to know yourself because regardless of how much time's on your side, market recovery does you no good if you panicked and sold out during the crash. It's that emotional risk tied to it. It's a number for us. We want to make sure you don't have any unnecessary anxiety when you have investments and what's going on in the market. But if you're 75 or 80 years old, there might not be as much time on your side. Ask yourself if you really want and or need to spend the final years of your life waiting for the markets to recover. And then if you're 65 years old and in good health, time's likely still on your side. Chances are that you will still need some growth on some portion of your savings to combat the effects of inflation that we're seeing now and minimize the risk of outliving your savings. But if you've stopped working, you do need that income. You know, it's important consideration if you want that income and the spending. It's to be support to be tied to the ups and downs of the market. And when, do, when we think about risk, I, I think, you know, there's some different tools. We talked a little bit about our tool, very sophisticated way to kind of analyze emotional risk and compare it to the risk you're taking. But may, maybe you're tuning in and saying, hey, I handle the investments myself. What, what's kind of a general, you know, concept or direction to think about? So I want to talk a little bit about the 100 minus age rule. I want to give you a simple strategy that many folks use to determine the appropriate amount of retirement savings to expose to the stock market based on your age. You may have heard of it, 100 minus the age rule. Now, keep in mind, this is just a guideline. It's not intended to be the sole basis for any financial decisions. 
nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. But it's a great general rule of thumb. Before going into details, it's important to say that, that you know, you, something as important as your financial security, that can be a dangerous topic. Terming if and how much to invest in the stock market, again, that's a very personal decision. The best way to get this right is to sit down with an experienced fiduciary, a financial advisor who can walk you through step-by-step step your best options based on you and your specific circumstances. So again, think of this 100 minus age rule only as a broad guideline for allocating assets between risk and reward as you age in retirement. What's helpful about this rule, though, is its simplicity. It dictates that the percentage of a person's savings that's invested in equities should always equal 100 minus that person's age. For example, a person who's age 65 should limit his or her percentage of stock market type investments to 35% of the total. That's 100 minus the age of 65 equaling the recommended 35% allocation of stocks. At age 80, there should be no more than 20% invested in stocks, mutual funds, ETFs, and the like. And to follow this rule with each passing year, you adjust and reallocate. Do this, and as you age, you'll reduce your total allocation to the stock market. Again, the logic behind this consistent reduction is that risk is that the older you are, the less time. Again, time is the key component. Less time you have to ride out the inevitable market downturns. And Wendy, I think, you know, a natural question is, okay, if I'm going to follow the rule, rule of 100, what do I do with that other percentage that I don't want at risk? And I think this has been a little bit more of a challenging question. What? I thought we just put cash under the mattress. And you know, right now, I was going to say inflation. it might be better yielding. We always talk rates. about interest rate risk, inflation <laughs> risk, but right now, inflation risk. I mean, you really need to uh, think about that because things are getting more and more expensive. All the time. I'm sure people have seen it at the gas pump, you know, in the grocery store. So what do you do with that? secure part of your retirement savings. And there are many options people know as bank CDs, government bonds, fixed rate annuities, and much more. What works best is, of course, based on you and your individual circumstances. With this portion of your retirement savings, the overriding objective should be safety first. So it's really looking at your income and your expenses, deciding what you need, what you're comfortable with putting aside in a safe instrument. And that may be, you know, a money market account at the bank, lower yielding, as you know, but then it gives you liquidity. It's been a little bit more challenging just in this high inflation, low interest rate environment where exactly that safety should be. So it's important and it's always worth restating. A person should not feel compelled to use any specific allocation just because some rule or tactic says it's appropriate. The percentages you use in your individual retirement plan should be adjusted up down sideways based upon your individual circumstances so there it's an accurate assessment of your true comfort level when it comes to risk and reward and the benefit i always say with working with a fiduciary a financial advisor is that that can always be changed very fluid you can make adjustments up or down depending upon individual circumstances and also circumstances in the market themselves because as we know things are always changing and I think, Wendy, when I think back, one of the mistakes I can admit that I made, we've been doing this for a while. I guess maybe we shouldn't say how long. We don't want to I will age never, ourselves. no, no. It's been a while, though. It's a, it's a few years. <laughs> it's been quite a few years. And uh, one of the mistakes I, I would say early in my career, I don't know if you went through this, but I was so into data and numbers. I'm a bit of a math nerd. 
you know, I would show people all kinds of reports in retirement and try to convince them why they should take more risk because in 10, 20, 30 years down the road, they're going to have more money. And maybe that's true statistically. But what I didn't have the experience, I was too young and naive at the time, was to understand that risk is such a personal decision. And I think today I really understand deeply that people have a right to take as much risk as they're comfortable with. You know, you don't want to sit in retirement worrying about losing money and, you know, do I have too much invested? And you've earned the right to be in, you know, sleep well at night. Sometimes I think of us as sleep doctors as much as we are financial planners, right? We want to help people enjoy their retirement, sleep well at night, and that's really important. And risk is one of those things that I think really falls into that category. I mean, imagine this, you know, one day you and I were recording this in Wisconsin, of course, nowadays with all these great technology tools, we have uh, clients all over the country. But imagine, you know, Brett Favre just signed this massive contract, right? Brett Favre, Brett Favre. Aaron oh. Rodgers, I have Brett Favre on my mind. Now, see, now you're seeing how old I am. But uh, Aaron Rodgers just signed this massive contract. And imagine our Aaron Rodgers takes our Packers all the way to the Super Bowl. And imagine a scenario where we're in the fourth quarter, there's seven seconds left on the clock. We're already winning by a touchdown, and we have the ball on the opponent's nine-yard line. Can you imagine a situation where Aaron Rodgers takes that snap, steps back, and tries to fire another one in the end zone? Of course not, right? The, the risk-reward just isn't there. The risk is too high. He's simply going to take a knee and let the clock run out because he's already won the game. Well, over the many years of doing this, we've met so many retirees that have already won the retirement income game. We can definitively say that they have enough money to live a comfortable retirement, yet some of these folks are taking risk where they could lose 30, 40, 50%, and that might, that might change the answer to that key question, do I have enough money, am I going to be okay? Right. So why take that risk you don't need? I think we just have to be smart about it. And Wendy, we've helped so many families with asset allocation and retirement planning. Sometimes these folks have worked with brokers in the past and have never really felt the recommendations truly fit their attitudes and circumstances. If you find yourself in that same boat, the best advice I can give is to make sure you're working with a fiduciary, a financial advisor, someone who has the legal obligation to make recommendations that are in your best interest. Before you let any more time go by, it might be a good idea to stop and ask yourself if your retirement savings are allocated properly to meet your objectives and comfort level for risk. If you're not sure, do yourself a favor, reach out to us or find a good fiduciary and get a second opinion. That should be a complimentary process. Lots of great folks that are out there to help you, but risk is one of those things you want to get right. There's not a lot of room for error. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Show. Hey, podcast fans, if you're ready to take the next steps to create your Retirement Ready Roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in.
Drake & Associates LLC is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Advisory services offered through Drake & Associates LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Drake & Associates LLC is not permitted to offer. No statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Drake & Associates LLC.